welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden, and as always, I am joined by uh, my lovely co-host, Alan. Today, we're going to be talking about the NBA season and making a little preview on the Eastern Conference, some of the news that's been happening in the offseason with them, as well as just uh, what we can expect to see with, uh, well, just how the season's going to go. It's going to be a different season with COVID going on, and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how that's going to impact it as well as just what we want to see from the season, especially, you know, with Alan being a very big uh, Celtics fan, it's going to be important for him to uh, get it done. So let's get started. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good. And just to start off, you know, it's Celtics, you know it, but it's okay. Um, obviously, having your girlfriend being Irish, it's understandable, so I'm not going to dog you down on that but i've been doing good just just getting ready for the holidays um obviously we'll be my wife and i are heading to idaho on sunday so it's going to be a fun fun experience the only thing that won't be fun is and Brayden, you know this by experience is we're going to be dealing with the denver airport oh come so on that, what's wrong with we'll dia stopping Hey, you know that. You know how Denver is. The, their reputation of just change the lane, changing. I'm like, just be consistent. But, but hopefully, nothing happen bad happens in Denver. So, we'll we'll get there Sunday night to Idaho. So we're excited about are that. Y'all flying and in then, or hopefully there's some. Yes, we are. We're flying in, and and hopefully there's a lot of snow. We're basically. I could sled again. Just oh, like last you'll get year. your wish with the snow. We just got a major snowstorm last night, so you won't have to worry too hard about that. Oh, okay. Hopefully that that can last for a week. Hopefully. Well, we're we're supposed to get more, so at least that's what they say, anyway. Oh, <laughs> all right. But yeah, you know, <laughs> being from Denver, you know, DIA is awesome. But uh, we'll get it. That's not for this podcast. That's a whole different conversation right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's not a sports-related co- topic at all, so we won't go in too much into that. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, so overall I'm doing pretty good too, you know, just got finals done, just got to do some apartment cleaning, which all but done with, so, you know, just having a good time and, getting excited for uh, NBA season, getting ready to actually follow a season. I've never really followed basketball before, so this will be fun for me. Um, oh, yes. You know, with baseball in the off season and not being hot in the streets, you know, with a whole lot going on. It's, uh, it's not – and hockey not coming back till January. The only sport that's coming back is basketball, so it'll be fun to watch. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Yes, following basketball, it is different than following baseball. But the difference is the good, or the good thing is, you won't get to follow the 82 long schedule. It's just going to be down to 62, and and watch it comfortably at your own pace, which is the best thing that that can happen, especially during the mm-hmm. COVID season. Yeah. So, it's going to be a lot. But it's all good. Yeah, it's it's good to hear, you know, 62 games. You know, that's, you know, sad to see, especially for if you're trying to get into the sport professionally and just watching it for the first time, you know, it's kind of sad to see that. 
but you know, it's, it is what it is. COVID's still here. You know, we, we have news vaccines are coming. Um, you can oh, yeah. argue about the moral, the moral, uh, arguments there that whether or not athletes should get them first, I personally feel they shouldn't be the first ones to get it, but you know, that's. Yeah. Which, which that's what happens. Um, they, several leagues have said us athletes, the athletes, they're not going to be the first ones to get it. We're going to let front workers and and those vulnerable get it first. And I think that's a great response. I applaud the, I applaud the leagues that are saying that. So, so yeah, like we're getting close. Um, hopefully COVID will, will end it. And, but also I think this, this will be an opportunity for like all of us to really look, look at this as an opportunity to improve. It's never too late to improve and, and to really focus on what truly matters. So this, this COVID um, shouldn't bring us down. It should bring all of us up in arms. Exactly. And, and I think a lot of the sports leagues are like, you know, yeah, we're entertainment and we provide distractions for everything going on right now. But I think more importantly, they realize we're not the most important people that are out there throughout all this right now. And it's applauding to hear that, you know, leagues are waiting for, you know, those who wish to, who are at most at risk to go and go ahead and get the vaccine, get vaccinated for it. And, you know, because they, especially like medical doctors, you know, those in the grocery workforce, you know, like fast food people, mm -hmm. you know, seniors people who have been there or who are at most risk throughout all of this you know they've really been not i wouldn't say in the beginning when it was a lot worse they were you know probably they put lives that on their, their lives on the line just to make sure mm -hmm. we could do things okay and continue living but they also were like were some of the few that helped society have a sense of normalcy you know so it's 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 good to know that yeah MLB, NBA, NHL, they're like, look, we're not the most important people out there. Let's get those people, if they wish, vaccinated and make sure that they have that option first. Yeah, I do agree with that. Absolutely. And, you know, like, it, this isn't necessarily Eastern Conference of NBA related, but I just saw today that MLB owners are saying they don't want their players to report to spring training until they, they have their shot to get vaccinated too. So that might mean a delay in spring yeah, training, but that. you know, it is what it is with everything going on. And it's exciting to hear that, you know, mm -hmm. like health and safety is important too. I do. Agree. So let's kind of, you know, like we love to talk about COVID and how it's impacting the sports world. We have a whole episode on it. Shout out Soren Sports, you know, but it's also like, you can only talk about it for so long before you start to just feel down. And so let's just change, kind of change this, the subject, but have that in mind that this pandemic is still here. Yeah. It's still active. It's still very much part of our lives and just kind of talk about a basketball season and whether or not it should happen is a different, maybe something we'll get into, but let's just, preview the season you know it's the first uh Soren sports podcast and pineapple 22 media season preview for of any kind we've done playoff previews but now we're doing a full season preview so let's kind of get into that let's talk about you know 
the Eastern Conference and let's get into it. Yeah, let's get let's dive into it. And but before we preview the Eastern Conference, um, we have some news that happened last night, and this news I think I believe will not just impact the Eastern Conference, but it's going to impact, I believe, small markets, and obviously having someone like Braden, who is a passion for small markets, uh, his teams that he roots for are small markets. So we want we want to get to his perspective on that, and that is that Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the biggest superstar in the NBA, one of the biggest superstars in the NBA, playing for the Bucks, has signed a five-year max extension worth $228 million, make, making him the highest NBA player right now, which means he's not going to go anywhere up to five years. He's not going to go to Miami or New York or L.A., where everybody thought he will be staying in Milwaukee. So, Braden, your thoughts on Giannis agreeing to stay in Milwaukee and stick it out, and and how will it affect the rest of the small markets that are in, in the NBA? Yeah, you know, I don't know much about NBA small markets, so – I might refer a lot to my knowledge of baseball and how the small markets work. So those that are more inclined to basketball, bear with me. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm still kind of getting new into the whole basketball world and how the team's markets work out. But it's what's exciting for me as someone who enjoys this, like teams that are considered medium or small market teams. You know, like I'm a big Colorado Rockies fan, you know. I'm a big Denver Nuggets fan, you know, Colorado Avalanche fan. You could argue NFL Denver Broncos is a small market, but not really. Um, Avalanche, similar story. But it's when you consider basketball and baseball, Denver is very much a part of the small market. And, you know, we often we, – we've had all sorts of superstars in those teams, you know, stick with basketball for a little bit. You know, the one that I remember exact that was very, you know, superstar when I was growing up was Carmelo, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Denver's had others, but, you know, that he was the guy when I was growing up, you know. Like, when you thought of basketball in Colorado, you thought immediately went to Carmelo Anthony. And, honestly, those are kind of my favorite jerseys of the Nuggets. Those, like, white with baby blue trim and, like, you know, the, yeah, the gold signal or – logo on them you know those are probably the best uniforms in my opinion that they've ever had but then again that's just what I associate with the Nuggets and pro probably my childhood with basketball is those strict unis but unfortunately for Denver we were unable to keep Carmelo with the Nuggets there was like some dispute or something that happened and he ended up getting traded away or leaving in free agency yeah he did get traded away to New York. So there's, there's the, when it comes to small markets, you always get the, uh, I guess for the store, for better or worse, you get the um, storylines and narratives that, oh, you can't keep your, your superstars because you can't have enough money to pay them. You don't have as much fans to pay them, you know, and while there's some truth to that, like, yeah, they don't necessarily have 
the same amount of money as say, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers or even, you know, like some of the New York based teams like the Knicks or the Nets or Boston. You know, we don't have that amount of money or market size. But what we do have and no disrespect to any of the other fans, but like our fans, you know, we understand that. And I would say because of that, we might be a little bit more loyal to our team because we don't necessarily care if they get the superstars or if, yeah, we want them to do well, but we also don't necessarily care one way or the other. We just want them to have good product on the court or the diamond or ice and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's something you get in the small market is you get a lot more passionate fan bases, because, not to disrespect, you know, cup. Celtic fans, Lakers fans, or whatever, you, whatever have you, you know. But, like, when you go to mm-hmm. a Milwaukee game, the fans, they just seem ten times more passionate than you when you go to, like, Boston or, you know, Los Angeles, at least as my, as a, my perspective, right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you hear that this – the Milwaukee Bucks signed that five-year, $228 million deal, you just get a sense of pride enjoy knowing that your best player wants to stay there and you know the athletic wrote a whole article on it i didn't read the article fully but a quote that stuck out in my mind was jonah said you know this is my home i want to play in my home and that's something you get a lot with small markets it is that players they feel like they're at home you know like and not to say players in big markets don't, but like you get a lot more with the smaller market is because the fans are, they're a lot closer to them. They interact, they have better, like there's, there's different relationships that are forged making players like that want to stay. And, you know, it reminds me of how the Brewers in the same town of Milwaukee, they signed Christian Yelich to that major deal just last year. And how baseball was like, they're a small market. They, they, how can they afford him this and that? And a lot of it was deferred money. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that in the nitty gritty of Jonas's contract, there's a lot of deferred money for later on after he's retired or the contract's up mm-hmm. just because that's how you have to handle a small market, big contract like that. But it's exciting to see that, you know, an effort was made and that both sides were like, look, we want to stay here and we want you here. And unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't happen with small markets. And yes. it's, it's ridiculous. You know, because then, because yeah. then you, so like, especially in baseball, right? There's not necessarily a minor league, but like in baseball, especially if you're a smaller market and your stars go to say the New York Yankees or like the Dodgers, you sort of feel like your team's a AAA affiliate for those, those teams because mm-hmm. all your players go to them because of the money. And, you know, players should seek money, you know, and get paid for what they want to do. That I applaud them for doing that. But it's also like go to where you want to go and be happy with. And if you have to take a little less money, that that's okay. And I think, you know, Giannis realized that. And sure, he probably could have gotten like a larger deal with the, the, the Boston team, the New York teams, the L.A. teams. Miami. Miami for sure. But he decided the best fit and place I'm more more comfortable with, even if it is a little less money, is here in Milwaukee. And we can clearly see that with the contract he signed. Yeah, that's great to hear, Braden. And I always love to hear his perspective on small markets. 
and it's wonderful to hear that. And obviously, we're talking about Giannis. This is the re- like, this is one of the reasons why we have this podcast. It's international, so with Giannis being from Greece, it it helps us to talk about him. And really, it gives small markets in the NBA hope. It gives the Oklahoma City. The Thunder hope it will give the Utah Jazz hope. They already did that with Donovan Mitchell. Um, like obviously, it will it will give hope to say, like even San Antonio, who they've been consistent in and knowing how to treat their players, that will give them hope as well. So it also gives it gives even Indiana it it gives them hope. So, and it's, and Milwaukee just set the standard on how to build your young team, how to build them. You build around the player based on not just his skill, but his maturity. And that's where Giannis, to me, like, this is something my wife and I, we talked about, like, we compare both Giannis and obviously James Harden, who he wants out of Houston, which is, not a, which is starting to become a big market. And, and the more people demand trades and all people think, oh, I leave, I'll get a championship. It does happen once in a while. It, it does. But we've also seen that they leave and they become something else. And I think Giannis, him staying, it's going to give those small market teams hope. And even it's going to make him become a better player because of it. Because Milwaukee, like how he came up, unbelievable like before he had nothing he the story goes that um he would run to the gym or even stay there because he had no money to go to an hotel and now he's made it and I, i'm just Giannis is just one of those that he he just people like him because of that and i think i'll say in the future he will win an nba championship with the bucks but also it goes to show how he was growing up. We talked about in our episode of development, how nations develop players in certain sports. And one of them that caught my attention is I look at Giannis, like him coming from Europe. In Europe, in basketball, I don't know about, I don't know about soccer, but in basketball, in Europe, they respect their coaches. Like if the coach says something, oh, I'll do it. I'll run the wall for him. Here in the United States, we've seen like a coach can't yell at his players like in Europe. They have to be mild-mannered or the player will go off, not even listen to you. So like it just goes to show that how he was raised and and it gives him that mental toughness to deal with with adversity. So so really with Giannis him signing, it's gonna be huge for the small markets. And I think now. It's going to give the Eastern Conference some parity like we, we just saw this offseason. So I'm looking forward to it, seeing how Giannis does the rest of the way in Milwaukee, and hopefully he, he can kill it. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing is not only does it give small markets hope, but, like, it gives international players in general hope that, like, you know, to get paid, I don't necessarily have to go to a different team. I can stay with the team I'm currently at that's building around me and my style of play 
and that team that's taken a chance on me and I'll, I can get paid. Sure, it might not be, you know, uh, LeBron James, you know, Miami Heat contract, but like it'll still be a big, big deal. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing that like people all over the world can look at this and be like, teams that I thought wouldn't be able to pay me might now just be able to to do it. Sure, they might have to do something rearranging of, you know, bigger of things, but like they can still do it. And it it shows yeah. a massive amount of trust and respect between Milwaukee and Giannis. Because I remember last off as the off season started, like everyone was like this in Milwaukee because they were like, it's but now we're never with Giannis. And Giannis is now saying, no, I'll give it five more years, continue to build around me and see what I can do. And the GM's like, okay, let's do it. And yeah, it's awesome to see. Let's just hope we don't have a, a moment in the next NBA offseason where Giannis comes out and says he's uh, feeling disrespected the same way Nolan Arenado did. So, and creating tons of tumultuous offseason times in Colorado land. And I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that will happen. Um, obviously, the Bucks make moves to improve. One of them was getting uh, Drew Holiday to Milwaukee, uh, a two-way player, which they really struggled finding a two-way – like, they really struggled defensively at the point guard position. No disrespect to Eric Bledsoe, but there were moments where – he was needed to be out there to help Giannis and that third guy. And there, there were just times that didn't. Now with Drew Holiday coming, speaking of coming from New Orleans to Milwaukee, now it's going to give them the punch that they need to, to move forward. And, and the thing is, Milwaukee, they still have their depth, which is unbelievable. And, and we'll see what happens from there now. Obviously, Braden, you've seen Milwaukee um, having the best record in the NBA twice in a row. Do you believe they'll do it again for the third time? Or or is there a team based on the standings that you've seen that could make a huge impact in the East? So I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings right now. Um, Let's just look at top three currently. All right. Last year we had Milwaukee on top, Toronto, and then Boston. Um, with the moves we're seeing Milwaukee make, the keep retention of Giannis, um, the way the holiday get get into Milwaukee, and all these you know moves to better themselves. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see either a similar record with Milwaukee or slightly better. Um, leaning more towards slightly better. So, yeah, I think they're going to get that best record in the NBA. Um, Because if we look at, you know, Toronto's kind of not doing much of anything from what I've seen. Boston, you would know more, but I haven't seen Boston making headlines with moves they've made. Boston, yeah, they just make headlines. Just But they they signed Tristan Thompson to solidify their, their rebounding, which was atrocious against in the Easter Conference Finals. So hopefully that is addressed along with having a backup point guard in Jeff Teague, which is going to give Kemba Walker time to rest. And he can basically do a little bit of the same things that Kemba does 
and just mentioned Toronto. They just lost both Marcus All and Serge Ibaka, both of them to LA. We'll see what the young Raptors teams will do. They still got a nucleus, mm-hmm. but but with Toronto, you never can count them out. That's all I can say about those guys. You never can come out, count them out, and and when you have already won a championship, it gives you that edge mm-hmm. to go fight for well, more. Especially when you look at it, they had the second best record last year. Yeah, they they had they won one more game than the Lakers did. So that that just shows you, you know, you can't count count Toronto out. They're not an easy out. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see the top three in the Eastern Conference remain the same. Remain the same? Okay. Maybe not Toronto and Boston flip-flop, depending on how the season goes. But I I personally, I think Milwaukee is just going to stay on top. They seem like they've made moves that they're here to stay. I, I, I could say the same thing, really. But to me... Like, it's all about the playoffs. They got to really step it up because, obviously, they're not all the, – they're good in the regular season, and then you just put them a little bit of pressure in the playoffs, they fold. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's not the case with Milwaukee. We'll see. Um, another team, what about – don't forget, what about the team that just made the finals representing the East, Miami. Like, I think that's another team we cannot sleep. They are, like I said, very gritty. They bring basically they only lost one player out of out of the out of their team, but they got themselves a a good player in Avery Bradley, a a guy who plays defense and can shoot threes. So now their their offense will be upgrading. They still got their defense. Um, they signed one of their key players, Bam Adebayo, to a five-year contract extension. So I would say Miami, mm-hmm. they're, I think they're going to be in the mix as for well. For sure. And the thing Miami has going for them is that they're still very young, right? Like yeah, they they're, they're kind of coming back from the rebuilding uh, after LeBron, Bosch, and Wade kind of disbanded. Yes. So they're finally kind of on the up and up. So definitely can't sleep on them. However, while they're on the up and up and you can't sleep on them, I just don't think that they have what it takes to knock off Toronto, Milwaukee, and Boston from the, those top three spots. I think they'll take – Even though Miami beat Boston last year? Well, that you know, that's last year's playoffs, you know. So, like, you can't necessarily, you know, say, oh, because of last year they're going to continue to have Boston's number and beat them again. So, like – you know, we'll have to wait for things to play out, play out. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see the top four of Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, and Miami with Indiana, unfortunately, falling, falling to the wayside there. Okay. All right. How, what do you make what of, those next three are? I don't know the order, but Milwaukee's okay. going to be number one, I think. All right. Okay. Now there's two teams I want to talk about. And then your, then also teams that did not make the playoffs that couldn't make that jump into the playoffs. There's two of mm-hmm. them. What do you think of Philadelphia? They just cleaned house all over the place. They added a new coach in Doc Rivers, someone who's won a championship in Boston. And obviously what happened with the Clippers was just chaos. But I think him getting a fresh start in Philly will help. And also they just added a new president of 
basketball operations than Daryl Morey, who came from Houston, who did that small ball experiment that, to be honest with you, I don't know what they were thinking doing that, but that's them. So what do you think of Philadelphia like? And obviously they got themselves two guys from the Lakers championship team, Danny Green and Dwight Howard, and obviously trading for a three-point shooter and Seth Curry. Does, can Philly finally get their act together and and make a, a run? I mean, I, I think they could make a run, you know, because, like, any team any given year is a contender, no matter what. You know, we all start at the same record, 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. So like, even the bottom feeders of the league, they're, they might not be, you know, contender contenders, but, like, you never mm-hmm. know what a season is going to bring. So, with that, like, sure, Phil, Philly can make a run for sure. What it's going to look like is a different topic and a different idea. I don't know because, like, they lost a lot of major pieces too in the offseason. And so I don't know if they did enough to replace them and or better themselves or if they've done enough to actually improve because, yeah, they got new coach, new GM, new president of basketball operations, but, like, it's also a new scheme that these players aren't used to. Um, it's a new play set that they haven't used before, you know, new players. So, like, you're going to have chemistry working against them, new coaching schemes working against them. And so they have a lot to overcome. And because they're not having that regular training camp right now, it might come to affect them in the in the regular season and playoffs. Okay. So I would right, say, you know, Philly maybe not this year because they're going to have to get used to the new coaching style of Doc Rivers that they haven't really experienced before, maybe. But for sure, possibly next year. Okay. And the reason why I ask that is because, obviously, they have two big-time superstars, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And we know what they're capable of, but they always get lacked for, oh, their immaturity, or like Ben Simmons, he can't shoot. But I always felt like, you know what, Ben Simmons, he might be a little bit like Giannis or LeBron were great. Like when they pass the ball, they're, they have un, he has unbelievable vision. And you could just build shooters around him. And obviously with Joel Embiid, well, he, I think he obviously can become the most dominant big man just because of his skill set, his size. But also the problem is at times he just loves to get Loves to shoot threes, shoot threes. And I get it, but I think him balancing his game is what's going to take the Sixers team to the top. Mm-hmm. And and probably might give Milwaukee some fits just because in the regular season, they were able to do that. So we'll see what happens with, with Philly. And then, of course, we got the Brooklyn Nets. We, we, in our last episode, um, Several episodes ago, we talked with my sister, Paola, about Kevin Durant's injury coming back. And right now, based on what I've seen his first time playing, he scored 15 points. I think in about – they put him out there for like 30 minutes. So is this a team now with KD, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie now back together and playing for the first time together with a new coach, a first-time coach? Could they also make – some noise and possibly even compete for a championship. 
I'm going to tell you what if I approach this, like if you ask me about the Mets' chances this year, it's the Nets. You have to see it to believe it, you know? Because, okay. like, they have all the pieces in place every year. And every year everyone's like, oh, they might make a run. They got all the pieces. And then every year they inev- inevitably nets it up and don't make it to the playoffs or fail in the playoffs. You know, similar to the Mets, they just mets it up. And so for me with the Nets, it's like the Mets, you have to see it to believe it, unfortunately. You know, like, sorry, Nets fans, if, you know, you're getting it. I'm excited for you. KD's back. You got, you know, a lot of good prospects that you got a chance to see how they play and got this new coach who might bring it out of everybody. But there's so much that's unknown with this Nets team right now. You know, KD played 30 minutes and he played decent, right? But how is that going to impact the rest of the season? You know, like he he might be ready to go, which he is. But how is he going to play the full 62 games? You know, how's that ankle going to hold up all 62 games with full court speed and everything? We just don't know. We don't know if the coach mm-hmm. is actually going to be beneficial for the team or hurtful for the team. So there's just so much unknown with the Nets that until the Nets prove it, I don't know what to say that on them that's more than I have to see mm-hmm. it to believe it. Okay. All right. I'm, it's going to be interesting with them. And obviously Steve Nash being their mm-hmm. coach, a first-time head coach, which I know I throw – it threw a lot of people a curveball, like, where did he came from? So it's going to be interesting how he approaches this and and just go from there. Like, really, with the Nets, like, hopefully they, they don't mess this up. And, and really, they do have a shot. I will say that, but we'll see how they do. It's, it's all going to come down to, like, what we – what was talked about is with Kevin Durant, can he trust his mind? Because mm-hmm. the mind controls the body. And if he can do that, then then look out. Look out, and we might see Kevin Durant back as being the best player. And really, he didn't play a season, but the ESPN rankings showed up, and he was ranked as – he was ranked in the top five as best players in the NBA. So that, that just goes to show you, like, the skill set he has and the impact that he can do for a team. So, so if he really can trust his mind to work on that, then I think sky's the limit. No, I agree. Like, there's so much upside to this Nets team that you hope things go well for him and you want things to go well for him. Um, but I honestly don't know. I want to say, like, yeah, the Nets are going to be up there with, you know, Boston, uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, and they very well could be. But it's up to the way the season plays out, whether or not KD can actually go through and trust his mind and his body to perform for 62 games more so than just 30 minutes. Yeah. So there's – unless – and they can't nets it up this year, so (laughs) – uh, I doubt it. Well, now, 
everybody's going to pay attention to the Knicks, especially if you're in New York, because the Knicks, well, they basically become the Mets right now. Yeah. So, so basically, it's all on them. They're now the the bells of the ball. So it's up. It's time for them to showcase that hey, we're we're also the real deal, and we're here to stay for a long time. For sure. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I think let's just kind of talk about the rest of the teams that are in the Eastern Conference. We got Orlando, Washington, uh, Chicago, Charlotte, the Knicks, Detroit, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Um, what do you what do you expect out of these guys? Well, I'll say this: I I do believe. We're going to see a playoff, a team that did not make the playoffs last year make the playoffs. And I'm thinking Washington is going to be that team. Yeah? Why is that? Yeah. They, they added, they traded John Wall to Houston for Russell Westbrook. And I think this, it will be perfect for him just for the fact that his, the guy who will be, his backcourt mate will be Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal, you're right, he may not score. Uh, the some same volume as James Harden, but the difference is Bradley Beal does not need the basketball the whole time. Not like James Harden where it's all dribble, 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 dribble. No, Bradley Beal he can cut to the basket. If you need him to shoot threes, he's done that before, and it's going to give Russell Westbrook autonomy to get to the basket, find the open guy. So Washington will be a team to that I think will make the playoffs, but also that will give them fight to get into the playoffs, the Atlanta Hawks. They made some moves as well. Like, obviously, they still have their their guy, Trey Young, who they're building around their point guard. But also, they just added some shooting. They added Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings, and they added Danilo Gallinari as well. So you're basically – you're just adding two starters there who can shoot. And have have also been capable defenders. So, and now you add Clint Capella, who who they traded for in the in the deadline. Now you see Atlanta. Now instead of being down in the lottery, now they're they're a playoff contender. I I do believe they they'll fight for the playoffs. Will they make it? We'll see. But I think they're capable of making it as well. So I say those are the two teams to keep an eye on: Atlanta and and Washington. All right, because that, that would make sense. You know, like Washington's made moves. Atlanta's made moves. So, and – I'll say even Charlotte made moves to get Gordon Hayward. But I don't know. It's it's a weird mix mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Obviously, Michael Jordan does want to win. You know, he owns the team. But Charlotte, for some reason, it's always been a weird mix. We'll see how they do with, with that. And also get drafting – Lamelo Ball, which it's just going to be an entertainment value with him, unless if the guy shows that he can play, and not just be like, oh, just for entertainment. But hey, we want to see you play and lead your team to great things. So if if he does very well, then all right, kudos to him and keep going. No, for sure. Um, it seems ever since. LeBron left Cleveland again. Cleveland's going to have to rebuild and kind of do another rebuilding phase mode. 
unfortunately. Yeah, for pretty much. Cleveland fans. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm sorry, Cleveland, but it, it might take. I, I think it will probably take them to have a number one pick and find themselves another LeBron James or a similar talent like that. So, so we'll see what they do, really. And then plus, um, I do expect Kevin Love to be traded mm. in the deadline because I think to me Kevin Love. He's a heck of a player. I love how he plays. I think him in Cleveland wouldn't work. I think his time is up. I, if I were Boston, I would try to go after him. If I'm, who else? Denver, I would go after him. If I'm, who else? I would probably say if I'm Dallas, if there's a way to get him, go get him. But... We'll see. We'll see what he what he wants to do and and go forward. For sure. And I think Detroit's got to do something. All their teams are in Detroit. Or, well, they're not doing so well right now. So Detroit fans, yeah. we're sorry. But at least, you know, the Red Wings are starting to look like they're coming back soon. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know. And obviously you mentioned Detroit. They made some moves as well, but I think they're more to make – Noise make money moves. I don't expect a lot from them, but we'll see. The key is going to be like obviously Blake Griffin in the South. Mm-hmm. If he can play, then I think Detroit will be making. We'll try to make the playoffs. But if he's still injured, then then I think his time in Detroit will come, and he's in his last year of his deal, so he'll be a free agent after this season. So if and they see that it's not going to work with Blake Griffin, I would try to trade him to get something in return because you don't want to lose him for nothing. No, for sure. After this season. So that's Detroit for you. Mm-hmm. So now that we've previewed all these teams, which one, which team is going to represent the East in the NBA Finals? When it's all said and done, Who's going to represent the East? That is a good question. I think, personally, I, I'm uh, more inclined to uh, believe that Milwaukee's finally going to be able to get over the hump uh, and get into the Western Conference Finals. You mean the Eastern yeah. Conference? Yeah, sorry. Um, You're good. And get not only into the finals, but maybe into the NBA finals too. Um, only time will tell for sure, but I think Milwaukee's got something figured out over there. And with Giannis staying and Holiday coming over, I think they got a decent shot this year. I know you're, go- you're probably going to say Boston, <laughs> but uh, I think when it push comes to shove, I think Milwaukee's going is finally pissed off enough that they're going to make some noise in the playoffs instead of being one and out. Okay. That's a good pick. I think that's uh, the popular pick, I would say, from experts, especially NBA experts. Okay, as a fan, yes, I do want to see Boston back. But for them to come to head into the NBA Finals, yes, they have Tristan Thompson to address the rebounding and paint issues, but – I believe they sh- they need to address one or two things. They need to address getting size. Like 
if there's a way they can get Blake Griffin or Kevin Love without giving too much, then do it. I they just need that guy because last year Bam out of bio destroyed us big time. And we couldn't do anything to stop him. We couldn't. So if they can make that move and adding guys who can come off the bench and provide a scoring punch, then we have a shot. Now, I'm putting my analyst hat right now, <laughs> okay? Yes, Milwaukee can make it, but to me, a dark, a, a team that I'm just like, if they can get their act together, they can beat anybody. Philadelphia, the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know they're the Celtics rivals. Hate them and all, but it's just I'm I'm so impressed. I, I just it amazes the town that Joel and beat and Ben Simmons have. And I believe to me, when I hear, oh, you need to break them up, then you'll win. No, you don't break them up. You just have to know how to play, how to play them together. And I believe they found the right coach for that at Doc Rivers. And he will he has the experience to get to the final. So this time it will work. I do believe Philly and Milwaukee will meet up in the conference finals. And it's gonna be a seven-game series. And I know everybody wants to see Milwaukee get to the finals, get over the hump. It will be great. I won't be mad at, at all. But I believe as an analyst, Philadelphia. We'll finally get the rack together and represent the East heading to the NBA Finals at the end of the season. Yeah, that's definitely a, a, a dark horse pick, I'd say. Yeah, you could say that's a dark horse pick. And we'll go from there. Obviously, when we head into the, the break, we will analyze that. And like I said, the Eastern Conference is no longer the Eastern Conference of several years ago. Like. Oh, as long as LeBron is there, nobody's going to stop him. Now it's all, hey, anybody can represent the East now, mm-hmm. which, which is awesome, which is that's what we're looking for in the East. Make it interesting. Make it fun. Now you got stars in the East. We're watching you. We're, now we're, we're paying attention. So go get them, and, and we'll be watching Oh, bless you. Thank you. But, yeah, I think that's going to be key to watch out for is just how the East plays out. You know, it's going to be a grind to see who comes out on top. So, Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun to watch, and I know you're going to be watching it closer than I probably will just because your team's in the East while mine's in the West. So, yeah. I know. But so you'll watch it a lot closer than I will, but I'll definitely ha- keep yeah, an eye I'll on watch it. Yeah, I the West as well, Braden. <laughs> you know, I also watch the West, so. Oh, I'm not and saying you don't. Be- I'm just saying, compared to me, you're you're watching the East, like, you know, a lot more than I, I will, you know, just because of my, where my team and who they play, you know. So it's yeah. not like I have anything against the East, but it's when it comes to who I'm watching, it's it's more likely going to be my team who's in the West. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I know. I know I know it will and we'll we'll keep an eye on both and and in our next episode 
we will talk about the Western Conference, the conference that has the defending champions, the Los Angeles Lakers, and we'll have some friends, some guests joining us, and they will analyze about, we'll talk about the West. Can the Lakers repeat? Also, who will be the ones that will be dethroning them? And also we'll talk James Harden. Will he be a rocket? <laughs> will Brandon thinks no? I don't know. Will our guests know? Maybe. I don't know. And also, will Luca be an MVP candidate this year, this upcoming season? And, and another thing is, how will the Clippers bounce back? If they bounce back. That's just 3-1 lead. All of that we'll talk about in our next episode. We'll preview the Western Conference. And, and also on our Facebook and Instagram, share your thoughts on which teams that did not make the playoffs made the, are making it. And also your, your predictions to who will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. You agree with you know me and the rest of the NBA world and thinking it's Milwaukee, or uh, do you guys agree, think that Allen is you know maybe onto something that not very many people are thinking about with the uh, 76ers actually making a good push? So let us know and keep us uh, apprised on what you guys think we need to cover. So. Absolutely. We'll, uh, Alan, we'll end it here today. We'll, uh, hope everyone has a good day, so. Yeah, until next time.